This is Anthems. I'm Mumtaz Begum Hossein. I'm a colour expert and my book, Hello Rainbow, Brighten Your Life and Mind with Colour Therapy will be published this autumn. Your word of the day is colour. Beware of Dushdu boys. My dad looks directly at my pupils and announces his concerns. It's been two weeks since I've been mooching around the house wearing a woolly hat before I finally cave in and take it off to reveal a mop of red locks. If my mum had been alive, she would have been the messenger. As a teenager, I was disciplined by my dad passing information on to her. She would then report back. Like, my blue nail varnish is inappropriate for mosque. He never commented directly to me, but in her absence, he was now faced with delivering fatherly advice himself. I admired his reaction, but he didn't need to worry. I can confirm that in the 15 plus years that I've been dyeing my hair in rainbow shades, I've not had a single pass from a man, let alone a dushtu or naughty boy. I have, on the other hand, learnt that coloured hair intimidates men. It's just too weird. There are many obstacles that women with coloured hair face. I've often pondered if how I hue has affected how high I've climbed the career ladder. I have a relative who's convinced there's a correlation. She's been nagging me for years, claiming if I had normal hair, I would be a successful television presenter by now. She even gifted me a Tony and Guy voucher to reverse my hair to an acceptable shade of dark brown ahead of a screen test I had for a full-time presenting job at the BBC. Listener, I did it. And it had no effect. I didn't get the job and more distressingly, I let myself down. I went to that audition only half being my true self. Having people form an instant opinion when they first spy me is part of what it's like to be me. But let me emphasise, coloured hair doesn't mean that I'm an alcoholic or a drug addict. I'm actually completely teetotal. I used to naively assume that having a portfolio showing my versatility and skills was enough to separate me from my hair. How wrong I was. I was typecast for three years by an extras agency who only offered me jobs that required festival goers. I dragged myself out of bed before sunrise to appear in movies and television adverts where all you'd see is a silhouette of me moshing. I failed to get into drama school after the head of a well-known London Institute told me that he would never let me onto his course unless I went neutral. His view 
was that I shouldn't have a personality that should be saved for the characters I play. I've had numerous conversations with TV producers about the problems of continuity. You see, my hair changes often and they don't film in sequence. Imagine if I began presenting a TV series with light pink hair that got progressively magenta. Well, there'd be complaints. I've been turned down after several screen tests and auditions where I know I've been brilliant and I've witnessed my competition, applicants that have been fast-tracked because they fit the expected aesthetic. So, why is society so fixated on appearances and why do people need to look normal to hold any form of clout? What difference would it make if a newsreader sat in a studio wearing a smart suit but had aqua hair, or if a politician wanted to go for a dip dye. All people see is hair. Hair that doesn't fit their black and white mould, hair that spells difference and disruptiveness, hair that tomorrow could fall out, and then what? I'd be shunned for being bald. Have we learnt nothing from sci-fi movies? In the film sphere, the future is awash with colourful characters with vibrant hair, but honed back to reality, and Britain is a sea of black coats, navy attire and natural hair shades. The Western world, in particular, suffers from a condition called chromophobia, the fear of colour. It's seen as the other. We're scared that colour will contaminate our homes, so we stick to minimalist palettes on the walls. We view colours of skin tone as different and strange. Colour is foreign, exotic, abnormal, while white, the absence of colour, is pure and clean. So this is the present day scenario. I'm a female Bangladeshi Muslim from a working class background and on top of these four barriers I also have coloured hair and a kaleidoscopic wardrobe to match. Normality is something I've considered, I've even witnessed it in action. At a previous job my whole team was asked to join Facebook. I managed to attract a thousand friends in the space of two years, but a colleague, a regular girl next door with long dark hair, wearing black clothes and minimal makeup, attracted the limit. 5,000 friends in two days. No offence to this beautiful friend of mine, but why is it that people are so attracted to safety, familiarity, sameness, niceness, ordinariness? Will there ever be a time when stepping out of the style norm is championed? So why do I continue to put myself through the aggro? Simple. I love colour. I navigate my life through shades. 
I gravitate to the natural fiery rays of sunsets, to rainbow blooms in strangers' front gardens, to the reflections in puddles, and to plates of food that have green on the sides. I'm a woman with an appreciation for vivid palettes. One day, I want to be lilac, and the next, bottle green. The following month, I crave purple streaks, and then blue all over. My follicles have been dyed, every shade of the rainbow, from crimson to burnt orange, mellow yellow to green, indigo and violet. I've worn whole heads, jewel tones, 50 shades of every colour but grey in one hairdo and had a full head of unicorn rainbow locks. But I do get FOMO. Is not fitting into the ideal responsible for me missing out on opportunities? And yet, if I was to follow a conventional path, I would suffocate my soul and lose my self-respect. Because once you compromise and change to please someone else, you're no longer being true to yourself. There are days when I wonder if perhaps my dad had given me alternative advice, things may have been different. Flagging up of being cautious of male attention made me chuckle. But if he told me dyeing my hair would mean sacrificing my ambitions, maybe I would have listened. Yet the more I live in a multi-spectrum world of my own, the more I daydream about the possibilities and my confidence blooms. My continued rejections of the various journalist paths I attempted led me to reassess my life while in lockdown last year. Like many people, I re-evaluated the importance of life and what actually makes me happy. One word came to mind. Colour. I love everything about it. So I decided to change my career and become a colour expert. I'm still working out the details, but I'm treading new ground because I've developed my own colour theory. It's called Hello Hue and it's about welcoming colour into your life and how that can lead to more joy and positivity, having a positive impact on your well-being. Colour can lift your mood, it can impact on your emotions and it can give you the confidence to be more you. Life is short and precious, so don't spend it in fear of colour. Don't worry if something you're wearing looks too much or if a colour matches your skin tone. If you love it, then do it. To date, the major colour theorists throughout history have all been white men from the Western world like Newton and Albers. But I'm taking them on and changing history because if opportunities don't come to me, then I'm going to create them and I'll be wearing a chromatic, rainbow-inspired outfit with multi-tonal hair while I do so. Colour. Definition. A superpower. A sign of individuality, freedom of expression, and the ultimate joy-bringer. Mm-hmm.